1: Politics really sucks, um, and it has been very complicated. A stumbling block for um, the guest today, beginning with the community of uber, uber progressive comedians and writers who kicked him out of their tribe. He was an uber, uber progressive. Conservatives have always been good to him, but he wants to move away from politics and focus on comedy. Mental health is a big thing for him, Um, and he believes that his mental health and perhaps all of our mental health will be better if we just stop talking about politics all the time. Now he's taking a chance uh, for a very fresh start, literally moving from Washington, D.C. to Austin, performing stand-up shows along the way. He has no job. He has no future. He could be living under a bridge. I don't think... He's going to have to worry about that long. Um, he has been um, very familiar with fresh, uh, fresh, fresh starts and big breaks. His comedy career landed him spots on the Conan O'Brien show, the Joe Rogan experience, Burt cast, ton of other major podcasts. He's performed at the Montreal Comedy Festival, the Sydney Comedy Festival, the Melbourne Comedy Festival. The legendary Robin Williams said that this guy you're going to meet in here in a second is quote amazing and i'll be spreading the word he has the spark that energized my conscience we need more comedians kicking it hard the way he does every night end quote wow does he does he have that framed on a wall somewhere because i would today on the glenbeck podcast welcome jamie kilstein all right tell me who i mean who doesn't love a good steak besides the vegans my daughter stew oh my gosh i've got two vegans in my life anyway they don't know what they're missing when it comes to a great steak it's one of the reasons why i love good ranchers because their steaks are unbelievable the highest quality meats pasture-raised, USDA prime or upper-choice beef, better than organic chicken. Prime seafood has been flash-frozen immediately after it's been caught, so it locks in the quality and the flavor. You know how meat prices are through the roof right now because of inflation? Only going to get worse. Now, use the promo code GLEN, and you're going to get 30 bucks off your first order already excellently priced uh high quality meat you get a discount on top of that what's not to love this meat is from real american farms and ranches hand cut and trimmed by american workers get it today So the last time you were here was 2019, I think, right before the pandemic. Yeah, lots changed. Yeah, yeah. Did we cause that? Because we got together. <laughs> yeah, I think God so. was like, Could you know been. what? Don't Could love have. this.
2: <laughs> uh, so what's been going on? Um, a lot, um, and I think, you know, when I used to talk about it, it was in terms of my livelihood. So it was sort of, I spent years just asking, what am I going to do? Like, what is going to pay the bills? And then I started asking kind of deeper questions. Um, like, who am I as a man? Mm. Which feels like probably a more important one that will lead to
1: the other yeah. ones.
2: And It's weird
1: when you, because I got to there when I was 30. Okay. And uh it's weird when you start cuz that that question changes your entire life. Everything. Everything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially we're sort of deceived into thinking that it a- any of it is external and and including and I'm sure people who listened to you go through it for me, it was always through the lens of politics. Mm -hmm. So I thought by asking myself, am I a liberal? Am I a conservative? Am I a moderate? Am I a libertarian? That that was who Who am I as a man? Yeah. 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 And so that was like phase two. I feel like phase one was how am I going to survive? How am Mm -hmm. I going to get money? phase two was the the next phase was all right well I guess in order to figure that out I need to figure out where I am politically and then where I'm at now is oh none of that matters (laughs) at all it's all a lie and it's all just how can you be a better person and the more I follow that the more just things kind of start falling into place so I mean, I was talking to my dad when I was driving here and cause, I mean, I've been driving from New York from the lot for the last like week or two mm. and stopping to do stand up shows, but driving. And he goes at some point I must've said something self hating without even noticing it. It's just mm-hmm. like a, it, my OCD is self hate. Yeah, it's just yeah. a tick. And I said something about being, you know, unemployed and homeless and I'll be able to figure it out and he stopped me I me and him have a complicated relationship but he stopped me and was really sweet and he was like this is the least I've been worried about you because you sound the happiest I sound the most confident um, and I think that's because you know through all of the sort of rock bottoms and trying to define myself it's like oh I actually have a purpose now. I know what I want to do. Um, I know what I'm supposed to do for people. Um, I've started way more spiritual. I mean, COVID was great for me. I I, I, I didn't listen. I don't listen back to podcasts I do. Cause that sounds like literally m- my hell. Um, <laughs> but after we, after we met COVID was literally, I know it was really hard for people. And I, I, I show so much sympathy, but for me, it was the week before lockdown, my girlfriend left and my cat died. Mm. And I was like, things can't get worse. And then <laughs> COVID. COVID happened. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I could be locked in here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. Locked in. But I had nowhere to run. I had no. Shows to do, I had no bars to go to, I had no uh, uh fake validation to fill the hole. It was just me. Wow. Right? And it was also the first- And for a
1: guy who has you know, you've been codependent. Yeah, and, and also suicidal. Yep. That is a yep. recipe for death. Well, and this is
2: where this is where I sound No, I'm not even gonna qualify it. You, you have these choices when you are depressed or suicidal or have lost everything or go through a breakup or, you know, whatever it is. I was so much more upset about the cat. I mean, the girl was very sweet, but like, <laughs> I remember, I remember she would like, I would be crying uh, um, and she would come up to me and be like, Hey, we're still going to be friends. And I was like, what? And like, I was crying. I was still think about the cat. Um, and, uh, And you know, you can frame things as, if I framed things as, look at this, suicidal Jamie, of course I'm gonna get dumped before COVID, of course the first time I'm ever single, Mm -hmm. literally the first time as an adult I've ever been single because I have been codependent and have stayed in toxic relationships, was during this really scary global outbreak, Um, woe is me, woe is me, but instead like right away, and and if i didn't write away i would have been in trouble but right away i was just like how can i what am i supposed to do with this and hmm. if let's take codependency for example right For the first, I remember remember again, my dad. He was like, you know, I've been telling because I was so happy six months in, and he goes, I've been telling you, uh, I've been telling you all you got to do is be single and say no to girls and stuff like that. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that, like, Dad, it it wasn't it wasn't you. It was literally God. A global outbreak (laughs) stopped me from being codependent. Like I probably would have caved. I probably would have, you know, I would I would move in with girls like right when we met. Like I was just part of it's me being romantic. Part of me is just trying to fill that hole. Mm. And I literally couldn't, I wasn't allowed to go outside. And, um, so what I did over quarantine was I started reading every day. I started meditating every day. Um, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking pot. I, 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 I did psilocybin, which was also like, that was my sort of come to God moment. Um,
1: what is uh, psilocybin? Uh, mushrooms. Okay. So it's okay.
2: a psychedelic, mm-hmm. um, and and they're actually using it for and microdosing too for PTSD right now. Mm-hmm. They're using it clinically now, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And they're mm-hmm. using it for recovery, mm-hmm. which is I think goes against some stuff. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. kind of, yeah. a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Um, and but but I mean, man, if it gets people to stop drink, if you can do it once and stop drinking, like I'm yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just literally had the year to figure out who I was. And I, I'm not there yet, uh, at all, but it was, it was a really good starting point. And I moved to Austin. I doubled down on standup. Um, then I start doing stand up, and I go, a lot of the health went out the window. Because again, I was trying to define myself. I go, okay, well, I'm a comic now, and all the comics are like drinking. I started smoking cigarettes for the first time since like <laughs> I was like 16, Glenn, because just everyone was smoking cigarettes. And I go, oh, I guess that's what a comedian. To-. That's what Bill Hicks did. And I like I, I do jujitsu every day with UFC champions. Like I I'm, I per- fight with professionals, and I'm like smoking cigarettes at these shows. The first day I smoked a cigarette, I got so sick that I lied to the comics, and I was like, oh, I must have. Drank too much, and literally, I smoked a one cigarette, and I was like, "Ugh!" Um, And I just felt horrible, and and I let. But then I kept doing it because, you know, I think so much of addiction, um, maybe not even addiction, but just why we make these unhealthy choices. It's oh, I didn't think I was. I mean, I'll just use high school language because that's the only thing I can think of right now. I didn't think I was cool enough to fit in unless I was doing the things that everyone else is doing, mm-hmm. which is totally antithetical to my stage persona, to the advice I give, to what I w- would tell someone in jujitsu, to what I would tell someone in stand-up, to what I would tell someone in podcasting, whatever. Um, but I, it, it's hard. And I go, well, this is what comics do, right? And so I, would, I was drinking more than I was ever drinking and smoking and, and, and then you know, I started, um, being like, I guess I should talk about politics more. Cause I, I was really, I was trying not to, I was trying just to talk about mental health and I was trying to talk about just comedy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can be political by making people laugh. And, when I was talking about politics, I was like, I don't know where I belong. You know, I felt mm-hmm. too liberal for some conservative places. I felt too problematic for some liberal places. And it, it it's so hard politically for people, for people listening to the show, for people who have listened to me before to, to figure out who they are. If both sides are telling them that they have to align 100% with them, or they're just kind of not accepted. And the left, I think, does that more than the right. Um, and so what most- but the right
1: does do it too.
2: Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, you saw the whole Trump, non-Trump mm-hmm. divide, mm-hmm. and it's so unhealthy. And I think, to me, what really helped me more than anything was you know how they say you get more conservative as you get older? Um, <laughs> if you look at where I've lived, I went from Brooklyn to L.A. to Arizona to Texas to now I'm 40 and was in West Virginia and I'm now going back to Texas and I was like, so geographically, I definitely kind of proved that. I like I took the road map, mm. uh, not metaphorically, mm. and you know, meeting non-political people, people who me and you don't follow on Twitter, mm-hmm. people who aren't on Twitter, people mean- who.
1: Regular people. Regular people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who, when you're like,
2: oh, man, everyone's mad at Glenn Greenwald today. And they're like, I don't know who that is. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, what's that life like? (laughs) Um, Pretty sweet. That sounds amazing. That sounds great. (laughs) No offense to Glenn. This is wonderful. (laughs) And um, and and I, I I didn't know if they were conservative or liberal. And some of my best friends... We're conservative and I've seen the way they take care of their kids and, you know, they gave me couches to sleep on when I had nothing. Whereas I remember a lot of my most 99% of my liberal friends bailed on me when there was trouble and I couldn't get them on MSNBC anymore. And that doesn't necessarily mean that suddenly I go, oh, I guess I'm a conservative, but it, it, it makes you, it makes you go, well, if I respect them when we're training jujitsu together, which is like very, you're trusting someone with your life, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, If I admire their, the way they, 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 they are to their family, the kind of husband they are, the kind of father they are, um, wife, et cetera. Then maybe I should actually ask them why they believe the things that I don't believe. And so I would be like, I just go up to one of my poor jiu-jitsu friends and be like, can I ask you about abortion? And they're like, what? <laughs> and because I was so curious, because I was like, I know you're a good person. Right. And I know you're a good soul. And half, most of the time, they would give me their reasonings for, you know, whatever. Um, I was like, oh, that that
1: makes, makes a, sense. It
2: makes a lot of sense. And I think that. And know, it doesn't
1: necessarily mean you agree with it. Nope. You can just understand it. You're yeah. like,
2: Oh, and isn't that so much better? Like we fight every day on Twitter and we assume that the other side, I made a tweet today where I was like, Hey, just cause someone disagrees with you doesn't mean they're either a Nazi or a groomer or a Russian asset or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. They could just be like a dude like, yeah. who disagrees with you. Yeah. And we get so worked up and those extremes are out there, but we get so worked up. And when I try to, tell people when I go, hey, look, I know people on the left who are really cool and I know people on the right who are really cool and they're still like, well, no, but it's different when it's blank when it's left Mm -hmm. or when it's right. And I just want to be like, but don't you want to root for the world where the majority of people aren't Nazis or anti-fuck rumors or like, shouldn't we be pushing for that? Like, shouldn't we be excited about that? And I think right now there are, and by the way, all the stand up shows I've been doing have been. I just got back from Tennessee. I'm mainly doing shows in Texas, and the audiences are always pretty split liberals and conservatives. Mm-hmm. And I remind them at the end of the show, I go, hey, we all laughed at the pe- with the people, laughing, which is one of the most intimate things ever. We're in a dark room laughing with people that I'm telling you disagree with you. And if we could almost town hall this when the lights come up. After experiencing that yes. laughter together, we could probably find some gray area on these issues that supposedly we're not even but that's, supposed to talk about.
1: That's why I think our American and really Western um, narrative yep. has been destroyed. Yep. Because we all agreed on that. I know. We all agreed on that. And then once you take that cornerstone out and yep. you say, nope, nope. That's not what. That's not true. Yeah. If we don't believe in that, then you don't know. I mean,
2: uh, you're right. These aren't new ideas. That's a great point. Yeah. Like it, it's the founding ideas. Yes,
1: it's all the founding ideas. But we have to discover them again for ourselves.
2: Yeah. And I don't understand why. Well, no, I do. I mean, mm. I, I have. I have a, a, a unfortunately nefarious theory. But I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't understand why nuance or moderation is the bad thing or the edgy stance to take. Um, And it's because people profit off of divisiveness. It's because literally... And there are
1: bad people on both sides. Yes. That want that. Yes. Yes.
2: And and their whole... I mean, that's their whole marketing. Yeah. Their marketing budget goes into dividing and conquering, right? And if you really care about these issues, I mean, that's the thing. If you really want... Um, less abortions if you really want safer schools then you want to talk to both sides. You don't just want to scream to the point where nothing is getting accomplished. You want, so the gun thing was a huge wake up call for me because I used to be very anti gun, um, which as all of your listeners probably can assume means that I've never shot a gun.
1: Right. Hang on just a second. But you also, you used to describe yourself as a male feminist. And I've just read one of your tweets said that you were, you described yourself as a, uh, as a white woman with a gun
2: did i yes (laughs) i don't even remember that oh no god oh god twitter um yeah well i mean and again this was the label thing right Mm -hmm. i i've never um i don't know if i've ever gone to a feminist march if I've told you that I've seen the handmaid's tale, I'm lying to you because I'm nervous mm. and I've never seen it. Um, <laughs> I I think I bought a bell hooks book, but I didn't get it. Like I was like, I, I tried so hard. and I, I Someone got mad at me. Cause you're like, she's not, you don't capitalize her letters. Cause that's offensive. And I was like, I don't know, man. Um, I remember, but I got labeled a male feminist. Cause I was like, rape's bad. <laughs> yes. And treat women equally and you know there are certain things just like there are certain things that women don't get about guys there are certain things that guys will never understand about i don't walk to my car late at night with the keys tucked between Mm -hmm. my knuckles i don't have to cover my drink at a bar um and these are things that you know at the time i probably thought conservatives just didn't care about um which is untrue but then suddenly i got Labeled this male the feminist because i would talk about issues like that and i think that this is a thing in in our industry is once you get labeled something you kind of just have to go to the edge or you feel like you do so now suddenly any feminist issue that was brought to my podcast or to me i was like whoa Mm -hmm. i don't want to be a bad Mm -hmm. feminist so Mm -hmm. i guess i believe that it would be the same if i was you know conservative like i back, back to the gun thing i I'm much more of a second amendment guy than I ever thought I would be because I've met experts in the field, which I never did before. Mm -hmm. Do I think you should arm teachers? No. Um, I I joke about this on stage because I'm like teachers, they can't afford bullets. Uh, they, they (laughs) they shouldn't have to be trained to be tactical. And then I do a whole thing with them eventually snapping (laughs) and pulling a gun on the kids. It's fine. Uh, you have to see it guys. It's fine. Don't get me in trouble. Um, but the, You have to talk to people on the other, if I didn't talk to people who knew how to shoot firearms, I wouldn't know the things I now know, Mm -hmm. because I would just be coming at that issue from an adversarial point of view.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com/system, all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. that's shopify.com/system.:
1: I have to tell you, I have become such a, uh, a sock snob. Um, I went in fact I'm wearing them today, because um, it's what I packed in the suitcase on the way home. Uh, I was in Italy for a, a week with my wife, and I only packed one pair of Grip socks, and uh, I I wore them two days in a row because um, I didn't have any other socks. I couldn't find really good quality socks. You know the the like the no show or the the sneaker sock. I couldn't find them anywhere. Grip Six, uh, I've learned my lesson. I'll be packing more of your socks. I won't forget next time. Grip Six, I want you to check out their high, high quality socks at grip6.com Beck. Grip6.com Beck. Go there now. American made.
2: Do you know a guy named Tim Kennedy? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Tim became a friend of mine in Austin, and he's a special forces guy, was a UFC fighter, runs a Sheepdog Response, and he invited me down to Sheepdog Response. And one of the things he was saying, in front of no cameras, so I hope it's okay that I say this, but he was telling me that he wants more women, gay people, Muslims, Jews, um, to train, to learn how to defend themselves. And... I remember in that moment being like, Oh, even though, I mean, you go to his Instagram, you guys oh, is one of the most conservative guys you'll mm-hmm. ever see. And I was like, Oh, this guy actually wants to do more to empower and help the people that I thought I was defending with tweets. And that by the way, chances are a lot of my old liberal friends, if they saw a minority getting held up at knife point would maybe like post about it later Mm -hmm. or film it but like tim's running up there Mm -hmm. like tim would like Mm -hmm. get cut for it um i would like to think i would as well and so when i had the chance to meet these sheepdog guys i remember just being and i was still pretty anti-gun it was it was before uvalde but and i remember just asking them i go wait why doesn't anyone ask you guys what to do for a school shooting Mm. when they're interviewed on, they are interviewed on TV, Mm -hmm. but they have to just defend. Don't take our guns. Mm -hmm. They're not giving tactical advice. Correct. They will on their podcast. Tim did a podcast about tactically what they would do. Jocko did a podcast Mm -hmm. about that, Um, but they're not really asked about that. And so I asked these guys and um, Jeff Gonzalez, who's, who's one of the guys and he's a big NRA guy. He goes, because no one asks us. So Mm -hmm. what happens is when the left, after a tragedy just goes we're going to take everyone's guns the NRA guys and you know how media works they're brought on to the the mainstream news they have like what like 2 minutes or something mm-hmm. to talk in sound bites and they're they have to just say yeah they're mm-hmm. just they're they're they're, they're on Correct. their he, they're on their heels instead of hey you were in iraq you've defended politicians you've done all this tactically how should we set up these schools to be safer? Um, which is what I would want to ask them. And now that I have asked them, I go, Oh, okay. I want a gun, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I want to train in it. And I want, as by the way, they think that too, they were like, of course they want people to train, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so anyway, so I just, but I want to learn that. And this sounds silly, but I want to learn that if I didn't, talk to them you know and and I I don't want to just preach to the choir just real quick I'll give another example from the other side me as someone who I guess is still semi on the left I've been calling myself a bleeding-hard centrist um, Mm -hmm. recently Um, but probably more liberal than a lot of your listeners I guess what I don't even know what that means anymore but I as someone who is considered liberal am pretty appalled by the, the children at drag shows, by the idea of, um, kids getting sex changes, um, before they really know what's going on. When I think about me as a kid, mm-hmm. I'm horrified if I made any permanent decision. I mean, God, me having a ponytail, I like burned those pictures and I was like <laughs> in a band, you know what I mean? Um, like that was pretty bad, but right. I cut that off. Right. Um, the, but then when I see, so I agree with that. And I would get in a lot of trouble and I've tried to like uh, sort of tweet about it, but it's not worth it. I've talked about it on my podcast because I can be a little more nuanced. Um, I, I I think that and I think a lot of people on the left feel that way. Now what I'll see some conservatives do, though, is then they go, therefore, the quiet gay couple that's married in the suburbs They they want to groom our kids and it's like well no they're not the same right mm-hmm. um to use these extreme examples that i'm with you on um as suddenly now we're going all the way back to pre same-sex marriage and saying all gay people want to groom our kids it's like well no, it's not that either and the conservatives I know who have gay relatives or you know they know that as well and and again it just comes down to I have trans friends who are horrified by that stuff mm-hmm. who don't want you know uh trans people competing in like MMA and etc but we don't get to hear from these people because they're normal people and they're not you know making a living again off of outrage
1: so <clears throat> Let me, can I go back to the beginning? Yeah. So, what pieces have you put into place? Forget about politics and all that stuff. What pieces have you put into place on who are you?
2: Well, I think the first thing you have to do, and that I did, was you have to get healthy. I think that there's so much it's so easy is this an aa thing i feel like every time i hear a good slogan it comes from aa but i never remember where people talk about a god-shaped hole in your heart have you ever heard that quote
1: i heard that quote i don't know if it comes I'm from like is it AA, rob or aa it's, anyway, it's, yeah. it's someone yeah
2: um but we're always trying to fill this God shape hole. Right. And for me, for a long time, it was with relationships for a lot of people it can be with alcohol, It can be with food. I've struggled with Anything. food addiction. Yeah. Like it could be cigarettes. It can be whatever. Uh, it can be Twitter. I've mm-hmm. done that. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it was validation. It was mm-hmm. retweets. It was uh, attention, attention, attention. Right. It was someone telling me I'm good because right. I didn't believe I was good. And the more I hang out with religious people, and people were like, you know, God loves you no matter what. And I was like, who is this God guy? This is amazing. Like, I didn't know that. And <laughs> like, I, like, I forget because again, you only see caricatures. I yeah. only thought of Christians as like, they're the ones that like, don't like gay people. Right. Not all this, like these beautiful things that Jesus said. And anyway, yeah. getting distracted. So you have to take care of yourself. And I, you know, I have addiction in I clearly have an addictive personality. I have alcoholism in my family. I don't like getting drunk. So I never thought I was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. but I, so I, and I felt stupid going to meetings. I think I went to one meeting cause I don't, my rock bottom stories happened like sober. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, no, it, it's me. It's not right. whatever. But I noticed I, I just didn't like that. Every time I did a show, I had to have a drink, even if it was one drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like if I'm in a social situation, if I'm, Go into a bar, you know, my dream relationship is we don't drink, but if a girl wanted to meet at a bar, I'd go, all right, well, I guess I have to drink. So I don't Mm -hmm. seem weird to her instead of having the confidence to go, no, I don't want to go on a date with, not just that. Like, I don't even want to go on a date really with someone who wants to have a first date at a bar. If that's not the kind of relationship I want. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I stopped drinking. This is pretty recent. Um, the meditation making sure i'm working out every day trying to like chill out with food um all of these things they don't give you the answer but it sort of it it clears the clears clears the past a little bit yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah yeah. um have you gotten to the place yet in your drive from new york to texas yeah how much of it did you spend with no noise no radio no podcast nothing so this is it's crazy you said that because i've never
2: talked to anyone about this yet but i always thought walking through nature you know was one of the most meditative healing things you could do which it is but i always had music on or a Mm. podcast and even if it was no one was there and I did shows in Chattanooga. I'd never been to Chattanooga before. It's now one of my favorite cities. Mm. And I went hiking and it was raining and I listened to music for the beginning and then I just took it off. And dude, I, f- I, f- I felt like I was like on psychedelics. Like there was a moment where I had to stop and I just got emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a bad way just in a this is exactly where i'm supposed to be right mm-hmm. now taking in the beauty way and uh now that you said that mm. that is my sign cuz i'm looking mm. for those i feel like when you're aligned whether you're spiritual or secular or whatever i feel like when you're on the right path you can kind of take inventory of these signs that are telling you, like, keep going this way, keep going mm-hmm. this way. And even
1: little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also it works in the other direction, too. I think we're beacons. Yeah, um, that's a great way to put it. You know, so we whatever we're thinking or looking for, whatever, whatever it will come to us. Yes. And we just don't necessarily notice or we dismiss the signs going the other way as, uh, well, just this once or just and you go down that way. And then when we go, when we get these signs going the other way, we dismiss them as coincidence, right? No, stop. Stop both of those.
2: Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. And so now I'm going to, I'm going to make it a habit to, to do that
1: more. It's it's when I knew I was healthy. Yeah. You know, when, when I, um, when I could drive a long distance in a car by myself. Yeah. No radio, no, nothing, no music, mm. just alone with your thoughts. Yeah. Then I thought, because, it, because if you're like, I am like you. Yeah. <laughs> beating yourself up and thinking of things that you did and if you've ever been. So I, i been so embarrassed by myself, yeah. That you'll be all by yourself, and to stop yourself from thinking, somebody will go like, ah, blah, blah, blah. "Yeah, you oh, do that."
2: I had a moment. <laughs> so the
1: first book I read
2: over a quarantine. When I was like, okay, I don't know anything about self-help or whatever. And I was like, everyone talks about Tony Robbins. I like, mm. So I went down this YouTube rabbit hole of him. I was like, this guy is huge and he's yelling at me and I'm in. And, <laughs> and I bought one of his books and he's talking about, you know, positive self-talk. And... Kind of what you were saying, what we were talking about with like looking for signs. He he said something like, you know, if I say look for a blue Jeep or a blue car, suddenly you're going to see them everywhere. So mm-hmm. if we can train ourselves to sort of hone in on mm-hmm. the, the vision of what we want, we'll start seeing the signs to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I go, all right, I just got to think positive. And this sounds like a bit, Glenn, and it's not. It's not funny enough to be a bit. It was so <laughs> sad. I caught myself, I was trying to think positive and I couldn't think positive. And so then I start getting ma- mad at myself for not being able to think positive. Right? And suddenly I'm going, just think positive you idiot. Why can't you think something positive? You're so dumb. Just one positive thing. And that's when I was like, okay. Right. And I yeah. like I remember I just like stormed outside and like went for a walk mm-hmm. out in the desert. And that was sort of a, just like a private low moment. It mm-hmm. wasn't a biggie, but it was it was definitely a things have to change. Um, and it, it, it will uh, change you. I actually want to ask you a question. When you're driving like that, are you trying to treat it like a meditation in the sense that you're trying not to have thoughts or when the thoughts come up you don't judge them and you just let them be are you trying to problem
1: solve or are you just trying to like watch the road watch the scenery could be any of those things any it doesn't matter it's just i, I never could be alone with my thoughts because it would Got it, it yes. would yes. spiral into what you just said. Yeah. you know you stupid idiot what yeah. are you yeah you know or it would get so oppressive in there it's just so loud sometimes yeah when you're not healthy all right, back with more in a second. First, one out of every five pregnancies in this country are aborted. Adds up to 63 million babies since the beginning of Roe versus Wade. After Roe, uh, blue states are gearing up now to become the abortion mills of the country. And it, it, I, I think it's going to get worse than it ever has. This is where preborn comes in. They're in direct competition with Planned Parenthood, the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the country, and they're partnering with the Glenn Beck program to rescue 50,000 babies this year. When an expecting mother comes in to see her child on an ultrasound, when she hears the heartbeat, she realizes that's my child. That's not just a clump of cells. She's 80% more likely to choose life. Preborn provides maternity, baby clothes, diapers, car seats, counseling, so much more, all free of charge. They not only want to save the baby, they also want to help the mother. Preborn, can you help us save 50,000 lives today? Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Glenn. That's preborn.com slash Glenn.
2: The last, um, relationship i had it was this this great girl on um in austin and she our like last email correspondence which was pretty recently um she said something along the lines of you know thank you for she she, she said that it was the safest she ever felt in a relationship mm. and and i've heard that before and you know it means so much to me. And then I think about random trolls or whatever on Twitter who will say stuff about me. That's just completely untrue. And I let that carry weight sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's been a lot of the suicide stuff where you just feel trapped or helpless or, you know when it really happens for me is when you go. I'm doing all the right things, mm-hmm. like, and and you still feel like you can't catch a break. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and so being in the public, you know, I don't know how you've dealt with this or or whatever, but it's it's crazy to me. You know, and in the last couple months, it's for finally the first time I've accepted that. Like, I know I'm a good person. I know I'm a good guy. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. But it's it's crazy in the world we live in that sometimes even when you are by yourself with your thoughts, that's what made me think of this. Um, you can let people who, Oh yeah. Literally they, they, they don't exist. Uh, they don't even have a, they don't even have a, an avatar of their face. Mm-hmm. They're just random people saying mm-hmm. things to everybody on mm-hmm. the internet. You're not the only one. They're not mm-hmm. thinking about me right now. Um, and letting that go. Oh God. Like f- there were years where
1: I was like, I guess I'm a, I guess I'm a bad guy. So it's really interesting. Cause, <clears throat> um, uh I of course it happens. And uh it's happened to me and happened to everybody that I know and people who I think are really, really good people as yeah. well. Um and I think uh, where I've come to on this is um that if it at some level it doesn't bother you enough to go, well, gosh, am I that guy? Yeah. What have I said to make and how are they interpreting it? Then you are a bad guy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like asking people who you disagree with. How did you get there? Right. I've tried to spend, I went through about a three year period of just saying, so wait a minute, half the country believes this about me. So what is right. it I've done and how could I do it differently? Cause that's not who I am. Right. And it's, it's, it's really tough, but I will tell you, There's the problems that you struggle with, where people are saying things because you deserve it. Yep. And then there's this little magical period, at least for me, this little magical period where you, where you drop in, it took me, Oh, I don't even know. Eight years. Yeah. And this magical period where you drop in and it's like you're brand new. Yeah. And you're, it's like, Oh my gosh, this is fantastic. And so you're, you can put the mistakes of the past behind you. Mm-hmm. But if you hold on to that period, and I think this is coming in your life. This sounds like, yes, <laughs> okay. yes, yes, yes. Um, If you hold on to that period and you don't compromise, don't compromise yourself, your belief, don't smoke because everybody else is right. smoking <laughs> smoke because you want to. You right. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. For right. sure. Um, and you refuse to compromise for any reason yeah. cuz your your relationship with yourself or your relationship with God is more important. Yep. The same crap comes back because now you're doing wrong, but now you're actually going against the grain yeah. of society of trying to do right. And right. so people will start to attach themselves to you well you're only doing that because you want money you only doing that because you're trying to appease no yep no but perhaps that's you yes that's doing that
2: yeah and i think that that's one of the most i don't want to use the word evil i'm going to use it kind of hyperbolically but when people do that, I want to write about this. Um, when they call you a grifter or they say you're just, you know, whatever this idea that the, only reason Mm -hmm. somebody could try to change their mind or try to better themselves or try to, is for a paycheck or is for, you know, even with the feminist stuff, you know, I am years ahead of that. It was like a decade ago. And when people go, you know, well, were you just doing it to like get girls? I was like, no, I was doing it because I thought it was right. And now I can go, oh, okay, well this part was right, but like that part was a little ridiculous. And like, oof, I let that get to my head. And like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I probably should have worked on my marriage. And you know, you can Mm -hmm. go back and look at it, but this idea that the only reason that you could change your mind or become friends with conservatives or talk to liberals is because of, you know, a paycheck. It's like when people, you tell someone, I mean, this has happened to me a lot recently where I tell people, you know, I want to eat healthy and they're like, Oh, but don't you want to have fun? Or you tell people you're going to quit drinking and they're, you know, they get mad at you Mm -hmm. and you're like, Hey man, what's going on with, with you Mm -hmm. where you're upset. If I, I didn't say you don't have to drink. I'm just going to have like a topo Chico. Like, -hmm. We're fine. Um, where people, and I think if everybody listening to this, which is a lot of people, if everyone could just ask themselves, how can I make myself better every day instead of attacking other people, attacking other people? And what I've noticed is the more I try to better myself, whether it's spiritually, physically, mentally, politically, the more suddenly, and you probably notice this too, your people start to find you, whether oh, it's yeah. fans You're or just new friends, it's the beacon, it's the beacon. And then you don't feel alone or crazy because I'll tell you, if you are listening to this and if you are struggling, you know, going on a diet, as as simple as that sounds, you're gonna feel alone. Quitting drinking,
1: you're gonna feel alone. Uh, being, standing up for what's right, oh. what you, no, 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 yep. just standing up for what you believe in. Yep. Doesn't even have to be right, just what you believe you in. You feel crazy. You feel crazy.
2: I mean, especially in someone like, like for me, and you can choose the way you wanna see it. I can either go, oh God, I'm hated by the left and the right, Or I can go, ooh, I'm speaking for people who aren't represented
1: Mm -hmm. and that's actually really exciting and that's actually really cool. That puts you into the category of Gandhi and Martin Luther King and, I mean, you know, it, not necessarily that no, you're no, that no. guy. But that's that, my new but quote: but is past. Jamie is the new Martin Luther King from Glen Beck. <laughs>
2: um, that will be <laughs> the left would love. It looks that. like I'm going to get hired somewhere, baby. <laughs> it has to be here. Please hire me. Um, yeah, no, I. But it's true. It's 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 it, it's so wild that this idea of trying to bring people together. I mean, this is a silly thing. I never thought I would tell anybody, but I emailed myself before I came on the show. Because whenever I would do other shows that are conservative or in the middle or whatever, um, for me, for me the, the, the only way someone can sell out is if they say something they don't believe for profit. And I had an opportunity to do that, and I didn't do it and uh, i would have been very i would have had a lot more money i would have i would have also been able to bring a sweater um for the taping (laughs) it's cold in here this is all i have um (laughs) i'm i'm so broke i'm just kidding but like uh i had those opportunities and and so then there was a phase you know when i came on this show Mm -hmm. and where i go okay well when i'm on right-wing shows i'll probably make fun of the parts of the left i don't i don't agree with and that's cool and i can do that and I'll probably try to get at least some kind of liberal like, hey, don't, don't this is Jamie and don't beat up gay people or like whatever, mm-hmm. some like liberal mm-hmm. thing. Um that's pretty common sense that I'm sure all your mm-hmm. listeners would agree with. And 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 that's it. But there was no like mission statement. And now when I do comedy shows, the mission statement is be funny. And that's it. Whether I'm talking about politics, whether I'm talking about dating, make people laugh and bring people together that way. And then when I do shows like this, what I emailed myself was I was like, bring people together. And it's, ugh, I'm gonna get killed for saying this, but when you said Martin Luther King, it's so funny you said that because I was in DC and I went to the Lincoln Memorial for the first time. I'd never been there. I was again, just a godless liberal. And I was like, ah, it's a bunch of whatever. And, uh and I, I went to the Lincoln Memorial and I started reading the speeches and I'm like <laughs> choking up. I was like, beautiful. I, Oh my God. I was They're like, I, I understand patriotism. I understand <laughs> art. Right. <laughs> like, I was like, why did it, why did it take me so long to, to come here? And and I go to leave and I call my brother, um, who, the, the, my, my awesome liberal brother who keeps me in check. Like sometimes mm-hmm. when I go, Hey, I'm starting to feel this way. Am I, am I? And he's like, no, 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 that you're fine. And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah. um, and, he goes, hey, not a lot of people know this because um, it's kind of dusted over, but on the top of the steps, the the, the squares marked off where Martin mm-hmm. Luther King gave the I have a dream speech. And I go, what? And so I was like running late. I, I had to pee, I was, I was so hot, I was sweating. And I ran back and uh, like double jumped the steps. And I find it, no one's there. Mm-hmm. And I stand there and I like, you know, it takes your breath away. And then this little tour group comes up And the leader of the tour groups, this Latino guy, and he's, you know, and there's like six people in his group. And he starts giving parts of the speech, you know, um, doing his tour guide thing, but it's still, it's it's cool. It's Mm -hmm. cool because I wouldn't have said anything. Mm -hmm. And then this girl uh, in the group, this younger girl, points at the date and she goes, oh my God, that's today. Mm -hmm. Like, not even the tour guide realized it. None of us realized it. And so we were there on the anniversary. And so I get chills and and I, I'm not even. I have ADD. I'm not even a museum guy. Like I'm like, okay, I get it, and, and I go find <laughs> snacks. Um, and and I and I've just I've been thinking about him so much, and you know, I hear I conservatives get demonized every time they quote the I Have a Dream speech, and even liberals do. You know, I think now Martin Luther no, King Jr. would probably be like a canceled moderate.
1: Oh yeah, no, he is he's not a yeah in favor yeah anymore.
2: and so um but yeah so when i emailed myself i i thought of him and i was like why can't my mission statement just be bring people together why when i can't i just when i go on liberal shows i can talk about all the great conservatives i know when i come on shows like this i can say like hey my friends aren't trying to groom your kids uh <laughs> my liberal friends are like pretty cool and just want to do jujitsu and make art and you know hang out to whether they're gay or straight or black or white or whatever. I have black conservative friends, you know, I mean, isn't that, I mean, that's what we should all be trying to do, but it's, it's so hard because even when I make a tweet about bringing people together, the majority of people, and I have a lot of conservative followers now. There's a, there's a lot of mega in, in, in screen names, and um <laughs> and so many of them are saying I agree, I agree. And then there'll always be usually one from the left and one from the right who was like, I just can't. If the other side wants to, blah blah. And then talking point, talking point, talking point. And I feel for them, and I feel sad for them, and I don't yell at them, and I always try to write them back and go, Hey, no, this is we
1: need this. We need to stop this. Um, so then, so so let me interject here and yeah. ask you a question. Because I hear this all the time, too. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I know what my answer is.
0: Yeah.
1: How do you... Um, Martin Luther King did not compromise with what he felt was evil. Yeah. So if you actually feel like, uh, I don't know, teaching my kids about sex changes and giving them hormone yeah. drugs and cutting me out of all yeah, of it. yeah. That's evil. Yeah. And if that's what you want to do, h- how do I compromise with you? So, it,
2: it, I never thought I would say this on any show and I'm not a scholar and I'm so new to it and I wouldn't, but I think about, you know, God, I think about Jesus and I I, I try to, the first thing I always do is I try to, I try to feel compassion for mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, again the idea of you know it's funny i get the most mad at people who i don't get mad at the the kid who got the sex change or thought they were Mm -hmm. a different gender i feel so much compassion parents i start to get um but the 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 the, the liberals who just kind of cheer it on because they just go well this is the thing we're supposed to be cheering on this month you know That's when I got kind of upset.
1: And And let me play the other side. Conservatives that will not look at a person's. um, I don't know. Suffering is suffering and will not recognize that you don't have to have an answer for it, yeah. you know? And you, all you have to do is recognize yeah. that that person, for whatever reason, is suffering, Right, and you may not be able to relate to it. Nope, and, and what, what I try to do
2: is, because I've never thought about, is I try to encourage honesty and conversation. So if we can do that, right, you don't, so with the trans issue, you don't have to be either on one side, which says give kids sex changes, or then the other side is hate all trans people, right? There's the middle ground where I'm in, which is just like gay people. It's like, I don't understand it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not, to. I'm a straight cis dude, right? Yeah. Um, but I can also say, hey, I disagree with the sex changes for kids. And I think it's important for liberals who do disagree. And I think most of them are scared to say that. And I will get in trouble from the left for saying that. But then I could also get in trouble from the right where it's like, what I want to say to the conservatives listening is if you see a trans person walking down the street, that that trans person could just be a person like you. And they are. Yeah, they are. I mean, yeah. And that just because they're trans doesn't mean they're even in favor of sex changes for kids. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean they even think about it. They're just trying to survive and so and I- are probably scared. Like, you remember after 9-11, how so many Muslims were just terrified and there were hate crimes and you know and even i have muslim friends who when the anniversary comes they don't get to mourn man because they're just on edge Mm -hmm. like how sad is that Mm -hmm. and so i can imagine that right now since the trans conversation you know it's not just like trans bathrooms it's literally these people want to groom our kids that trans people who don't are probably really on edge and just like liberals Think that anyone who owns a gun doesn't care about school shootings and they're, yo, they'll care more about, I've said stuff like this, you care more about your toys to prove what a man you are than kids getting killed, right? (laughs) It's like, well, no, a lot of people own guns to actually protect people like us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of trans people don't want to groom your kids and just like Republicans hate it when liberals, and I hate this too, say all conservatives are racist. Alright, well if we don't like that then we also shouldn't say that all LGBT people are groomers, right? And then, where it's our responsibility is when there are racists on the right, you guys call them out. When there are creepy people on the mm-hmm. left, we call them out. I mean, how cool would it be
1: if our own sides That's could weed out? That's it- the way Used to be, yeah. We're not supposed to have sides, right? Our side is truth, justice. That's
2: our side. Yep. I mean, you know, you know, the amount of cops that I've talked to. Because what's cool about doing jujitsu is like I have met a lot more military people, cops, than I ever would. Mm. And you know, they were horrified at what happened to George Floyd. They were horrified
1: Horrified. at what had the response to Uvalde. I, I believe. George Floyd, that first day when that came out, yeah, that was one of the most uniting days in American history. Yeah. Because we all felt the same way. Yep. We all condemned it. Yeah. And then 12 hours, 18 yep. hours into it, it starts to spin. Yep. And then you have sides going, well, no, wait a minute. I mean, it was... No. We all yep. knew it was wrong. We were yep. all against it. And then it was politicized and everything fell apart. And again, just like I was talking about with 9-11 the fact that we don't
2: even get to mourn that suddenly Mm -hmm. like we're not even thinking about that guy's family. It's just, what side are you on? What, or no, it's more like we got to check what side are my people on? All right. They're on that side. I guess I got to come up with my talking points for that side. And it's just, you know, and it just goes on and on instead of stepping out and being willing to. And again, you just, if you lead with compassion, that's it
1: one more quick break then back with jamie if you're one of the millions of americans who suffer every day from pain i want you to listen up there is hope and it comes in the form of relief factor i see testimonials day after day after day i've met people who were on the worst kind of pain drugs that you can imagine and they couldn't live that way anymore and they couldn't go without anything because they had so much pain this is not a drug this was developed by doctors to hit inflammation from four different directions. And that is the cause of most of our pain and quite honestly, most of our problems. Um, I want you to go to relieffactor.com right now and please just try it. Will you try the three week quick start? If it's not working for you within three weeks, probably not going to work for you. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. So please try it. Relieffactor.com. You and I are in a similar problem. I just am not in the position yet to where I could be living under a bridge. Right. You know what I mean? And, but we're in the same, we're in the same predicament. We I think we believe exactly the same thing. Um, And I just don't care. Oh, you don't like what I believe. Oh, well, and I'm not saying that just to the left. Yeah. I'm saying that to my audience as well. I, I they like me at least I think yeah. one of the reasons they like me is I say what I mean and I mean what I say even if I disagree with you yep. you know what I mean um, that's really important yeah but to do that it means I had a guy who wrote a book called The Pendulum and, uh, and uh, it's about how authoritarianism And the me and we and how it swings back and forth. And he said, you know, you don't win, right? And I said, "What?" I was calling you for some hope and insight. (laughs) And he said, no, you don't win because you're out of step Mm. in these in these we swings. That's when people who believe in the individual and believe in stop with the group. Think let's let's have conversations. He said they don't win. They win Later. Yeah. But usually not when they're alive. I know. I, you know, I,
2: I think about that sometimes where I was like, well, people are going to, if I survive this, Mm -hmm. I know I'm on the right side right now because I'm not on the side. Right. And I think, and you can feel the pendulum you can feel it swinging a lot of people are getting disgusted i think by tribalism it's, but they're too scared to
1: speak up correct it's we're at the apex of it at 2024 yeah. it's an 80 year swing Bro, people, and we're at that apex it's going to start swinging back i yeah, think it already has people will
2: whisper to me that they're a moderate like they're about to tell me a racist joke they're like hey and they'll like look around and they're like I think both sides are full of it. And I'm like, buddy, we shouldn't have to whisper that. I think the majority of people feel that way, but then the extremists on both sides
1: are just screaming us down. Shouldn't that tell you everything that you need to know when you feel you have to whisper it, Mm -hmm. you know, and both sides are calling the other fascists. Yeah. Either side could become fascist that fast. And if you're whispering That should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. I'm part of building that authoritarian regime. Yeah. Through my silence. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, I even think about that when I think about how to get
2: my career on track. I mean, stand up's going great. And that's definitely where I feel the most like, okay, I'm doing something. Um, But, you know, even with like my podcast and stuff, I go, okay, well, if I truly think that this is the way a ton of people think, then obviously make a podcast about it. But I've seen people, friends of mine who, who, by the way, are much more successful than me. (laughs) You end up, if I make a centrist podcast, now I'm still digging for articles to attack both sides. I'm doing the, I'm doing the centrist version of the same thing. And so so then you go, well, the, 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 I guess I could just do a show about just Be like being you. a good person. Then that's it. Be you. That's it. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. And, you know, a friend of mine said to me, he goes, why don't you just make comedy your tribe or comedy your language or comedy your political, you know, whatever. And if everything's filtered through the lens of laughter, mm-hmm. then it's, yeah, sometimes I'll make fun of the left. Sometimes I will make fun of the right. But most of the time I'm trying to bring people together through that and that should be the goal so
1: how do you feel about ricky gervais i love i mean i love them i love Uh, him too yeah i mean i also love stewart lee who just
2: got in trouble for criticizing him just as a comedian but yeah i mean i think
1: because he's i I heard him i heard did you watch his last uh, no i didn't watch that one Uh, you should watch it it's hysterical but He says uh, he's talking about cancel culture. And he said, you know, they're going back in time and finding things you said 10 years ago. He said, one thing you're never going to find is, uh, you know, a tweet from somebody who said, you know, um, no, I don't think that men can have babies because we didn't think (laughs) we needed to. (laughs) Okay, And while you could look at all of this as divisive, there are certain things that are true. ...that we all know are true. And I mean, even Chappelle... And that, is that divisive? Right, and even Chappelle,
2: you know, being known as like the number one transphobe, it's like his special when he told that beautiful story beautiful. of his trans friend and it's like who died and it people wouldn't even give that a chance cause they just made their decision. And when before, I, they, got before they got to it, before they got to it, they never saw. And it. when I was coming up, this was at the height of Chappelle's popularity. He would come by the club I was working at every night in front of 30 people. And I mean, he was a darling of the left. He, he was, you know, criticizing the war in Iraq and mm-hmm. Bush and all this stuff. And, Now, I remember when his last special came out, being like, is Ben Shapiro the only guy saying something positive about Dave Chappelle? I was, like, horrified. It was so bizarre. It was like a time warp. But, you know, Chappelle is just... He's going through the lens of comedy where he's like, all right, you guys are going to come after me. I'm going to make jokes about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that people forget that that's what comics are supposed to do. If you look at my comedy trajectory, man, it's like the worst model of good businessman. <laughs> criticized George Bush about the war in Iraq when everyone was very like pro war in Iraq. Then... Get on Conan Not invited back to Conan Because I do A rant about drone strikes Because if I'm anti-war under Bush I gotta be anti-war under Obama Even though I think that guy's cooler Um it's the, the guest, the only guest. It's me and Kobe Bryant. It's not really like a anti Obama audience, um, and I do I do a rant, a anti drone rant um, under Obama. Audience liked it, but we um, got gotten a little bit of trouble. And then under Trump, when suddenly oh, you can finally make political jokes. Everyone's making political jokes. I said no, it's hacky. Everyone's just calling Donald Trump orange. I'd rather, and I talked about relationships for the first time in my career, and now. Uh, Trump's gone. Yeah. Same deal. I'm uh, the, the political up I'm doing in my act now is about the kind of both sides stuff. Um, but it was never the marketable thing. That's why I get mad when people say, you know, people say a lot of untrue things about me. Um, but when people say I did anything for profit, I was like, no, I did some stuff cause I was an idiot. But if I had the Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a smart guy when I put my mind to things. Um, if I wanted to sell out, I could have sold out. I've, I've made this joke before on podcasts, but even after the whole feminism thing, if I wrote a book called From Feminist to Freedom Fighter and it was like a picture of me with like a red <laughs> pill and an American flag, I'd be a billionaire. I'd um, have so much money. Um, but I don't. I want to be nuanced, um, which is not as catchy of a title. Actually, nuance sounds like a good title. Um, and yeah, man, it's harder and it's a bummer. And the times I've gotten.
1: So oh. can I ask you this? Because yeah, this keeps please. coming to my mind. Are you trying to be nuanced, or are you nuanced? I'm not trying anything. Okay. Yeah, because that's a because that is a huge. You know what I'm asking? I know right? exactly it's what you're asking. It's a huge difference if I'm if I'm trying to do something mm-hmm. as opposed to that's who I am. That's who I am.
2: Well, and. By becoming more nuanced, I'm, I'm remembering times when I was forcing it. And a lot of that was when I was on the left where would cover some story and then afterwards I'd like ask someone, I'm like, hey, th- are you sure? You know, <laughs> um, this like seems a little and they're like, ah, we got yeah, to, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I remember, I don't think I told this story last time, but I remember one time this kid wrote in, not kid, this man, he was like a father and he was really overweight. And I, I talked about mental health a lot and he said, his doctor said, if he doesn't lose you know, mm-hmm. all this weight, he's going to die. And he's like, I don't know what to do. I, you know, I love my kids so much, blah, blah, blah. So I emailed him back and I sent him a bunch of recipes. Cause like I was, uh, I've struggled with eating stuff, like binge eating stuff. Um, I guess I call it an eating disorder. You can't do that. Cause that's a girl thing, but mm-hmm. like I've struggled with that. And, uh, I found him a jitsu gym uh, in Baltimore. so he writes me back like six months, eight months later. And he goes, dude, you're not gonna believe this. My doctor said like, he's never seen such a quick recovery. Um, I'm entering my first white belt, uh, like jujitsu mm. tournament. I lost all this weight. My kids are so proud of me. So I read it on the air. Cause at the time I'm just like miserable and super depressed. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And I read it on the air, feeling really good about myself. And the next day the show got like, eight or ten emails from people that said by reading his email we were fat shaming them which is insane Mm -hmm. like i didn't say if you're overweight Mm -hmm. you're bad or i just we read a victoria story about someone who chose to get healthier Mm -hmm. and that was the first time where I was like, am I a conservative? Like this just it seems so insane to me. It was the first time that I saw that sort of like victim mentality hurt someone else where I'm like, you would rather this dude
1: die. So would you, have you ever thought that um, you are a liberal, just not this liberal? Cause that's not liberal. That, no. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, the, they've gone insane. Yeah. And so many people who have been in your position Um, kind of went along with it for a while. And then you're like, wait a minute, but that's not a liberal position. These are not liberal ideas.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I think that if everybody, if you just look at very broad generalizations, if everyone listening to this could take the compassion and, and please, I'm not saying that either side doesn't have the other things, but the compassion that supposedly the liberals have the discipline that supposedly the conservatives had, right? If we just took these things that the other side is known for and then applied all of them. I mean, I remember I used to think that whenever I'd hear someone talk about victimization or pull yourself up by your bootstraps, I would just be like, ugh, like that's, uh, you know, that's so privileged or that's so this, until I was suicidal, and I was like, I got to pull myself up by my bootstraps. <laughs> now, with that said, I will say I will give my little progressive uh, you disclaimer. Can't do it alone. Well, what I was going to say is a lot of times it, it was it was politicians on either side who were who were born into privilege, coasted through life, who were saying that to like mm-hmm. you know the single mom of five, They mm-hmm. like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's like all right, well, you stole the boots, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that mentality in general isn't bad. That mentality in general is that great. Mentality. In,
1: here's what here's what people um, miss um, when they think about a conservative is. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps means be personally responsible for the things that you are personally responsible Mm. for. Yes. Uh, Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. I would say that to Citibank and and Bear Stearns and AIG and all these people who made all their own bed and then we freaking paid for it. Yep you made the decision yes you are responsible yes now where were you at occupy wall street yeah that's what i was was saying that's exactly what i was saying we were saying the same i've I've said this for years if we could just listen i know to each other i know because we've we've made it about things that we all know are no freedom of speech no you cancel people they're I mean, what makes you different than the people who locked Galileo up? Right. You, you what are you talking about? Well, and
2: the thing with canceling too is, again, if you care about the issues... That you say you care about. You need. You, well, you need a path for redemption. Don't mm-hmm. you want people to get better? Don't you want people to learn instead of just now no one wants to talk about anything and everyone's just shelling up even more? Yeah. You know how many women have told me, like, man, I miss guys being like guys. Everyone's just like super. And these are like <laughs> liberal women. Like, everyone's just so scared and so on edge. And, you know, uh, for me, again, something I cared about when I was like, I guess I'm a liberal was prison reform. And now liberals, it's like, guys, if we're pro-prison reform, if we're pro-using prison to rehabilitate instead of punish, you're the same person who wants a comedian to never work again because of a tweet? Or you Mm -hmm. want Chris Pratt to get fired from Guardians of the Galaxy because he believes in God? Like, are you out of your mind?
1: Um, It's so against what I thought liberalism was. So I think think what's happening in the country, and nobody's really talking about it, is— Uh, you know, when September 11th happened, we all kind of woke up and then we all kind of got into a pocket and that was our first real "Mm, bad good. You know what I mean? Uh, And since that time, a lot of my friends have woken up and went, you know, this whole nation building thing, let's go to war and we're on the righteous side that's kind of bad. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And we, we woke up from that and, and the, the system is still kind of the Republican system is still kind of like that. You know what I mean? But, the conservatives that I know are, are really repelled by that. And we've learned so many things along the way yeah. that we're like, OK, I'm not that. Right. OK. But you don't really say it all the time. Yeah. And the same thing is happening with liberals is you believe in the Bill of Rights. Yep. And now they're all being violated. Yeah. And the system is saying, no, no, no you will go to war when we say you go to war and you will stifle speech when we say it. And the the mass amount of people are just like, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And by the way, it's, you know, the extremes on both sides, but I can speak for the left. They're just pushing people away. You know, I mean, you know how many new conservatives I saw, who weren't conservatives who went straight, like suddenly became like Trump dudes because liberals were the ones shutting down small businesses or jujitsu gyms during COVID or because of the, the sex change stuff with mm-hmm. kids or because of stuff that like, yeah, we didn't know were going to be issues under George Bush mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're just, like or the free speech thing. The free speech thing is huge for people in my community where it's all these comedians I know who, when you talk to them, I mean, dude, you still talk to Rogan, and you're like, that guy's pretty liberal, and he is considered like an alt right demigod.
1: Uh, that's that. That again is the failure on the right. We're a. Yep. We're so desperate for anybody they like us. Right. Okay, um, so desperate. <laughs> that's so But funny. then the other thing is, is that's the refusal <laughs> of the right to say no. That they may not have changed their side has gone so far over they're right. just saying i i'm not you guys right but i've always defend i've always thought you guys were those people way yeah. behind you yeah. you know what i mean and so we're finding ourselves Redefining who we are. I'm a conservative. Well, I don't know what that means. I'm a liberal. I don't know what that means. It means what it's always meant. Right. The edges have tried to change.
2: Yeah. No, that's a great point. And you know, similar but not is (laughs) when I will go on this show. When I, I don't even know if I had the guts to post the picture me and you took together. we took a picture together or maybe i looked bad in it i don't know um i think i didn't realize how tall you were or how short i was um and i was like unique um but uh we'll do it again and i will make a post but uh i will get if i go on this show if i go on tim pool's show if i go on rogan's show if i go on whoever um i will get people who unsubscribe from my patreon and i'm i'm you know more confident than i've ever been but i if I lose one listener, I actually know who that listener, like I'm mm. like, I, I, I need them. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and I'll write, I'll write back to them sometimes where they, you know, they're like, if you're on that show, you're supporting whatever. And I have to go, you know, one, I mean, I stand by everything me and you have said during this conversation that if anyone said anything, I would be like, I challenge you mm-hmm. to listen to it mm-hmm. and tell me what you disagree with. Mm-hmm. But also, this is where I go. If you're not blindly just doing this because you think your tribe wants you to do this, if you truly are liberal, wouldn't you want me to, mm-hmm. someone like me, to talk in front of millions of people who may disagree with me about. Compassion, or about, hey, not all liberals are psychopaths, or about, you know, all this stuff. Wouldn't conservatives want you to go on MSNBC and say what you said about Bear Stearns, right? Like, wouldn't that give people hope? Wouldn't that actually, again, if you care about the issues, isn't that actually really good for not just humanity, but like if you're being selfish and if you are being tribal, isn't that good for your team, quote unquote? Um, and I think people are just so brainwashed where it's like, no, there is no talking to the other side. There is no... And it's like, well, then we're
1: screwed. Mm-hmm. Well, I have great hope that we're not. This, you, you've, You're great. We're getting there. You're great. <laughs> Thank you. You're great. Thank and, you so much. Uh, I have found once you stop worrying about it, yeah. that's when it happens. When you stop. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's really... That's what these last couple of weeks have been, um, and I don't know what it is because I don't have a gig lined up. <laughs> I got a couple stand-up dates. Go to jamiehillstein slash tour. I think Hang I'll be in you, you
1: you have been offered jobs um, recently that you won't you won't do because you're afraid you'll do more damage. Yeah, I or mean, be part of damage.
2: Uh, yeah, like. I'll get these offers sometimes and they sound good, but anything where one, I don't want to be a prop, right? And
1: You don't want to be the, hey, he used to be a liberal. Now he's a crazy conservative. That's what it is, right? I'm just shooting guns. It's bang, bang,
2: bang. Yeah. Uh, like, I want to be able to have conversations like this. Like, these are the conversations that I want to have. I mean, if I had a dream podcast, it wouldn't even be labeled something political. Politics is always going to come up because... I'm me and I care about people and you know, politics obviously matters. I think even if I did a strictly mental health podcast, politics would come up, but it would come up like this. Mm -hmm. And it would come up in a, in we're trying to find, A middle ground We're not trying to yell At each other Or you know Be the token liberal Where I just g- Go on And everything You know Poor Sarah says I just shout at her Like the right. opposite Where I'm like I'm just the token Liberal right. guy And I show up On the networks because So you guys can fill Your like You know Hipster liberal quota Or whatever right. Um Be like We got someone really From yeah. Austin And I'm like Hi everybody I'm tattooed um, I used to have a vegan tattoo And I'm not even vegan anymore. Um, And uh, uh, and so I didn't want to do any of that but on both the left and the right there is just dude so many of these places it's just divide 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 divide. it's coming divide. apart it's that's coming apart, coming apart. and it's and, and it, it's, I, I would rather I would rather go on the road and do stand-up you know where I mean look man it's 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 again, if I'm being super candid, it it's hard for me to get gigs. Um, whether it's because I align with some conservatives now, whether it's because You know, me having an affair was 10 years ago or eight years ago was uh, called sexual misconduct um, online, whether it's because I don't know how to make my Wikipedia look better. uh, (laughs) I've I've like literally had to have conversations with like girlfriends' parents about it, um, which is horrible. Um, And there are people who say more hateful things than me. And this is where I can't let myself get bitter. Mm -hmm. um, Who were accused of things like way worse. Mm -hmm. Um, But they had a really big following. And so clubs don't care. But I didn't have a following because I alienated people because I was such a hardcore lefty. And then when I had the affair and people were like, ha, 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 it was sort of, well, one side disowned me and the other side like laughed at me. Mm-hmm. And so there wasn't, I wasn't famous enough to be able to get in trouble properly, you know, um, where I could have a successful career. But man, if I could just do stand-up every night and just it felt so good to do stand-up in Houston and Nashville and Chattanooga and be in front of, and dude, most of the people coming up to me after the show were conservative and I still have some liberalist jokes in there. And, and they were just like, man, we just needed that. We just needed to laugh. And, and you forget that that's a political statement, just doing comedy, you know, especially like I'm saying things that I'm not supposed to say on the left, but I'm also saying some views that I'm not supposed to say on the right. And it's, cool. It actually feels That's dangerous. what you're... Su- I know. That's
1: what a comedian
2: is supposed to do. Lenny Bruce is yes. like, hello! Yeah, yeah, and Carlin getting yeah. arrested with Lenny Bruce, and right. you know, Bill Hicks, all, all these guys that we looked up to. I mean, Richard Pryor literally talked about uh, being abusive. Um, and it was just so real, and so honest, and so raw, and so you know, I love doing that. I think that... You know, I never say good things about me. I was always so self-deprecating. But I also think, I think there is a place on a show for me. I think that someone talking about issues like this um, is important. I think someone who can laugh with a liberal and conservative is important. I just, I haven't found where I can do it yet. That's not going to either try to push me to be something I'm not. Or like I said, even that moderate world where it's like, all right, we're still digging for people to trash. Like, That's kind of what everyone does every day. And to be honest, I'm the happiest when I don't read the news that day. I'm the happiest when I go for walks. And I don't know what happened this week in the news, but me and you still had a good show, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what happened. But I can guess because it's probably yeah. very similar. To I didn't know what it. I didn't happening. know what
1: it. I was on vacation for ten days. Right. I didn't know it until about six hours ago. Yep. And I was less happy. Right. <laughs> 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 much less happy. Yep. Yep. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Thank you so much, Yvonne.
1: Just a reminder.